Welcome to We Talk Banking and Finance from Walkers, where every fortnight we talk to colleagues and peers about the latest trends in offshore finance. Welcome to Walkers' We Talk Banking and Finance podcast. I'm Zoe Hallam, Group Partner in the Guernsey office, and I'm joined as my co-host today by Tristan Maltby, Group Partner in the Jersey office. Welcome, Tristan. Thanks very much, Zoe. Delighted to be joining you again on this. So this is the first podcast of the new year. And it comes off the back of a very busy December for walkers. Uh, and I think a good start, a good quick start to, to business levels in 2022. Um, Tristan, I think by the time you got to Christmas, you were probably a shadow of your former self. If you, if you don't mind harking back, uh, just to give us a recap on the end of the year and, and what was crossing your desks in December. Certainly, Zoe. Well, yeah, the Christmas rush this year was was pretty, pretty special. Um, it started around three months before December. So it was a really extended run into Christmas this year. And at the moment, it still seems quite blurry to me, to be to be quite honest. And it really was the busiest Christmas period that I can remember during my time practicing as a lawyer. Although I seem to say that every single year, but I actually mean it this time. So towards the end of 2021, Walker saw a large volume of LIBOR transition transactions as the year-end deadline for the replacement of LIBOR approached. Walkers also were involved in a large volume of year-end refinancing transactions uh, in the real estate finance space. It was also really noticeable about the speed of transactions uh, that were going on towards the end of the year, where uh, transaction speed really did uh, increase quite quite significantly. And um, transactions that we would usually expect to take a month or so to complete really were were condensed into in some cases a number of days uh, which was was quite a challenge uh, quite fun at times but but definitely a challenge for the team in terms of uh, the size of facilities zoe um what were you what were you seeing towards the end of 2021 i think generally i agree with um the themes that that you've picked up on especially um that speed of, of deal to market i think my favorite this December was instructions on, on the 24th to complete on the 26th, which actually aborted on the afternoon of the 24th, but it will still go down in in, uh, in memory. Um, so speed of deal, definitely. And, and as you mentioned, size of facilities. I mean, I do a lot of work in the fund finance space. And I think as funds grow in size, and there's been a lot been said in, in the press of um, these the new super funds, obviously, as, as fund size grows, um, so does facility size. So, so I think we've seen across our offices in the Channel Islands and, and globally instructions from new clients, uh, but also record-breaking deals um, in terms of monetary value. So that was December 2021. And leaving it well behind, let's look ahead to 2022. Now to welcome Catherine Oat into the podcast. Catherine is a senior counsel in the London office covering Cayman and BBI. And with the addition of Bermuda Legal Services out of the London office, that's all six of Walker's Laws now given in the European time zone. Welcome, Catherine. Thanks. I'm delighted to be here. Now, 2021 is behind us. I think we can all agree it was, for many reasons, pretty, pretty unprecedented. And I feel like I've been saying that each new year now for the last couple of years, but 2021 really was uh, pretty special in a number of ways, particularly on activity levels in all of the jurisdictions in which Walkers practices. Walkers have just published uh, a global perspective piece on the key trends in banking and finance for 2022. 
where we cover the key trends that we're expecting to see in 2022 in the banking and finance sectors across the different jurisdictions in which walkers practice. So Catherine, we've already touched on the fact that London covers uh, the three laws of BVI, Bermuda and Cayman now. Perhaps we can get your insights first uh, from a Bermuda perspective on what you're expecting in 2022. Thanks, Tristan. Yes, that's right. I'm pleased to say Walker's London office does now have Bermuda law capabilities alongside BVI and Cayman. Over the course of 2021, Bermuda saw an uptick in deal activity characterised not just by the increased number of transactions, but also the relatively aggressive deal timetables. Some of this was driven by the libor Sonia transition. Perhaps more interestingly, Bermuda also saw a noticeable increase in demand for debt products across certain industries, most notably in reinsurance, with a number of asset managers finding themselves seeking alternative sources of capital and increasingly looking to debt to help fund renewals, particularly where the asset manager's focus was on insurance-linked securities or collateralised reinsurance products. Uh, Walkers expects this trend to continue into 2022. Staying with Bermuda for a moment, in the context of Bermuda as a jurisdiction of choice for the cruise ship industry, Upwards of $15 billion in debt and equity was raised by the key operators through capital markets issuances and by Bermuda issuers, with many of those issuances being listed on the Bermuda Stock Exchange. There was also significant tapping of private equity for capital investment, an example of this being the sale by Royal Caribbean of its luxury cruise brand Azamara to Sycamore Partners. With the pandemic continuing to pose challenges, we expect those trends to continue into 2022. Indeed, I think 2021 was a challenge for us all. Um, We certainly saw lenders starting to take a close look at their security packages. I understand on the BVI front, you saw an increase in enforcement of security over shares of BVI companies during 2021. And also, I think that signs suggest continued enforcement action through 2022. One of the questions I guess we get asked a lot in terms of enforcement is sort of just how easy it is to enforce share security. How easy is it to enforce share security over a BVI company? And were any particular hurdles encountered in your experience last year? Thanks, Zoe. Yes, well, whilst the long heralded floodgates of restructurings and enforcements, I think it's fair to say never quite materialised in 2021, not least thanks to government support programmes and moratoria in the US, the UK and Europe, there was nonetheless an uptick in enforcements in the BVI. And you're right that science suggests that this will probably continue and perhaps increase as we move through 2022. As you'll know, the BVI is a leading creditor-friendly jurisdiction and enforcements can be relatively straightforward, especially where share security has been properly structured and drafted at the outset. The typical share security agreement facilitates self-help enforcement without the need for a court order. This continues to be particularly attractive to creditors looking for relatively quick enforcement strategies. So when you're looking at enforcing the security, you will hope that the share security document has been properly drafted and that the relevant suite of ancillary documents was obtained at the time. Otherwise, it, it can be a little bit trickier to enforce. An interesting trend has been that the BVI continues to be very popular with emerging managers across Asia, EMEA and the Americas, with the BVI approved manager regime continuing to provide an excellent solution. We will be looking out in 2022 for the awaited tailored BVI regime for virtual asset service providers and continuing to advise clients on the regulatory perimeter and all aspects of regulatory compliance, as well as on developments across the regulatory framework. So 2021 um, was very much dominated by the COVID pandemic. And obviously, one of the hardest hit industries in the last two years during the pandemic has been aviation. 
Cayman has a really strong asset finance industry. Catherine, how did uh, deal volumes fare in 2021 in the in the asset finance space? Well, it's a surprisingly good news story here. Increased access to the capital markets has seen the return of aircraft ABS deals far sooner than anyone had predicted, with issuances in 2021 close to pre-pandemic levels. The return has seen seasoned issuers as well as new entrants achieve a number of firsts from the SALT 2021 transaction using a blend of traditional aircraft ABS and CLO technology to securitize aircraft loans through to the AASET 2021-2 deal secured against 100% new technology aircraft. This trend looks set to continue with a number of deals already in the pipeline for Q1 2022. Zoe, we're increasingly hearing about aircraft registrations on the Guernsey 2 reg system. How have uh, asset finance transactions held up in, in Guernsey during the pandemic? The last couple of years have been um, interesting, I think, for 2REG, which is the Guernsey Aircraft Registry. They specialise in off-lease registration, and as a result, there has been no slowdown in the work through that registry in the last couple of years. Currently, they are developing an offering for private operation of corporate jets, and we expect that, again, to, to continue throughout 2022, um, clearly a market to be tapped there uh, and an increase that we've, we've seen in, in corporate jet work um, in, in the last few months. I think another trend that I just want to touch on from a Guernsey perspective, particularly, is, is what we talked about, I think, in the intro and at the top of this section, um, the increasing trend for lenders to require detailed enforcement advice um, and step plans at the outsets of transactions. Um, I think December saw us very busy with various enforcement memos on Guernsey security over various equity interests, including obviously shares, but also um, LP interests and units, um, units of, of Guernsey unit trusts. And I think that is a sign of, of the last couple of years and what people are expecting to come in 2022 in terms of um, those levels of enforcement action. Tristan, I mean, listeners of the podcast, if they've been listening long enough, will know that you're a big fan of the Jersey Property Unit Trust. I wouldn't want to sign off 2021 without a quick word on JPUTs, if, if you're able to have a quick word. Um, is the JPUT continuing its comeback campaign, Tristan? It most certainly is, Zoe. Um, 2021 saw a real marked increase in the number of new JPUT structures we were seeing uh, established in Jersey, particularly in the real estate space. The ability to continue to structure Jersey property unit trusts so that they're transparent for UK income tax and capital gains tax purposes um, is really seeing investors turning to them again as a structuring vehicle when investing into UK commercial real estate. And not only are we seeing existing structures being uh, reorganised to introduce JPUTs into them, but we're seeing new structures established um, with a focus of going and acquiring uh, new UK commercial real estate, particularly at the um, higher end of, of the market where the, the uh, property values are, are really quite high. So at the back end of 2021, we saw some really significant um, real estate acquisitions involving Jersey Property Unit Trust structures. And indeed, in January uh, and into February, we're, we're acting on a number of, of high value structures involving Jersey Property Unit Trusts. So, um, yeah, great to see a lot of a lot of new JPUT structures being established. Um, previously, we were involved with them from time to time, but they tended to be more historic structures that were almost uh, legacy structures. But it's it really is great to see brand new uh, 
JPUT structure is being established and we're expecting to see that continue throughout 2022. Well, thanks, Tristan, for rounding out that quick overview of various trends across Walker's jurisdictions. Um, As we said at the outset, those are featured in a global perspective, key trends, uh, banking and finance piece that that was published this week. Um, And if people are interested in reading further about those trends and others that we've identified across our jurisdictions, uh, that piece can be found on the Walkers webpage at www.walkersglobal.com. But before we let Catherine go, um, as you'll be aware, Catherine, the the person who had the honour of joining us on our podcast uh, also has to bring a crystal ball with them. And um, perhaps we can ask you, obviously we've looked back at 2021, but if we were to take out crystal ball um, and have this conversation again in 12 months' time, uh, what do you think we're going to be talking about in terms of 2022 um, and how those predictions or, or, or looking ahead will, will differ? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously the past couple of years have been fraught with uncertainty, so it would be a brave person to, to make any predictions. But as I'm here and I've got my crystal ball with me, um, uh, what I will say is if you were to listen to David Solomon, the CEO of Goldman Sachs, he has pithily identified three headline challenges in 2022 being inflation, Omicron and the threat of new variants, and finally, hawkish central banks uh, threatening to um, increase raise interest rates. So I think really expect to see the focus in 2022 pivot towards monetary and macroeconomic concerns. Inflation is real and will have an impact on growth. All that being said, I think in the debt space, you can continue to expect to see refinancings continue apace if perhaps with a move towards bond markets more than traditional bank term loans. Uh, We'll probably see more enforcement on the horizon too, as rising interest rates will pile more pressure on borrowers. In terms of 2023, I think the million dollar question will be the extent to which inflation has held back growth in 2022 and what that means in terms of deal activity levels. But really, it's very difficult to say where we'll be in 12 months from now. Well, Catherine, thank you ever so much for joining us on today's podcast. It's been a real pleasure talking to you and hearing about the trends that you're expecting to see in 2022. For those of you that want to read more on the Walker's Global Trends piece for 2022, I would encourage you to visit uh, the Walker's website at www.walkersglobal.com where you can find the Walker's Global uh, Banking and Finance Trends piece for 2022. You've been listening to We Talk Banking and Finance from Walkers, your bi-weekly podcast for the latest insights from around our teams in Europe, Asia and the Caribbean. If you've enjoyed this episode, please like, share and subscribe.